Hi, everyone. It's Thursday night. It's time for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. We're going to be talking European Champions Cup and perhaps a little bit of Challenge Cup. Not a lot of rugby on uh, this weekend, or certainly not the sort of rugby that most of our punters get stuck into. So it'll probably be quite a quick show. In fact, I've been having email problems sending Brendan Vessels, a.k.a. the conductor, the link. So he hasn't come in yet. I've just sent it to him on Twitter. But if he doesn't come in, I can tell you it's going to be a very quick show because I have not done a lot of homework on this. I'm just going to pop him a message there and see if he's got the link. He might be battling to come in a bit. Isn't it typical that when you need your emails and stuff to work, they don't? Anyway, guys, we've just come off a very good show with uh, GG Gaming. As a lot of you know, I'm going to be playing poker this weekend, so I probably won't be watching too much of the rugby, but we'll we'll see how things go from there. I just want to pop Brendan a message and just see if he has managed to get the link, if he's managed to come in. Uh, otherwise, let me forward it to a couple of other guys on Twitter who can hopefully help out and send it to him. Uh, Henrik, if you're listening, I'm going to send you the link. And, whoops, there we go. Henrik Swat, and I'll send you the link on Twitter because my email is just absolutely packed up on me. In fact, I'm battling. In fact, I'm going to put the link here in the live chat. And welcome to the guys in the live chat there. Um, that link I put on, guys, um, don't click on that unless you actually want to appear on the show because that is the link to get into the show. And uh, if Brendan is is watching, uh, he is logging in now, so we should be cool. If anyone else wants to pop in and say hi, by all means, come into the show and I'll bring you in. It's really easy to get on. Shane, good to have you back on the show. No, no worries about missing last week's show. It was a little bit of a hangover after the World Cup. And quite frankly, I didn't want that many people watching the Oracle, rubbing it in after his great victory on the box. Uh, Donovan saying maybe the conductor is sipping beer, and he may well be right. And there's the conductor now. And Brendan, good to have you back on the show. How's the sound? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Brendan? Oh, he's going to come back in. He couldn't hear me there, so hopefully he'll be he'll be coming in now. Anyways, we've got a lot of European uh, Champions Cup to look forward to this weekend. I've been watching quite a bit of what the boys have been saying on Twitter, and there's been a lot of discussion around it. I think the thing about this European Champions Cup, and for that matter, in particular, perhaps the Challenge Cup, is things like team selection. And I think that is why a lot of the bookmakers and that don't even come out until the Thursday because they want to see what sort of teams have been selected there. And uh, for me, I must say, the team selection, I look at some of the players, I don't even know a lot of them, whereas someone like Brendan certainly does, and I think he's going to have some good bets lined up for us. Right, let's just see if he can if he comes back in again. We had a bit of uh, sound problems there. Isn't it typical? Let's have a look. Isn't it typical that the time I got one guest on that we battled to, to get him on? Uh, Shane asking, can you confirm, am I responsible for Oracle winning that bet on Pollard as I planted in the idea in his head pre-tournament? Well, Shane, let me tell you, there's probably a good chance you are responsible, but the chances of Oracle acknowledging that you're responsible, I would say, is, is virtually none. Um, Oracle was claiming that of his own, and, and I don't know, quite possibly it, it, it was his one, but there certainly seems to be absolutely no chance that uh, <laughs> that he'll be giving you the credit for that one. And I was certainly grateful that, that Pollard helped me out there as well. Let's see if uh, anyone else, uh, well, if Brenda does manage to get back on the show. If any of the other guys are watching, Henrik and that, I don't know if you're on the line, feel free to just pop in for a quick chat while we wait for him. And uh, let's see how things go. Uh, he did have the link with him. He was able to come on and now seems to be seems to be battling a little bit. Oracle was still gloating on that bet. Donovan, am I right in saying you work with Oracle? In which case, I pity you, young man. That, that must be an absolute nightmare. Looks like the conductor's with us. Let's okay. see if the sound's right. You there, Brendan? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Sorry, Brent. My sound wasn't working, so let's just uh, try and log back in. No problem. I said it's typical. First of all, my email goes down. And, and I mean, Gary's show went on quite late. So it's typical. Like, the email goes down. Everything goes. And it's the time we have one guest on the show. Isn't it, isn't it typical? <laughs> but the reason we have one guest, Brendan, is because tonight we're going to be talking Champions Cup. And, you know, there's one thing I know is you know your European rugby. You're passionate about the European rugby. So we're not going to have a long show. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to. I'm going to be totally upfront about it. I'm. I'm in your hands here. I'm going to take you through the games. Get your comments on the games on the handicap. I know there's been some betting movements as well. Team news is important. But looking forward to getting your views. And then you can also let me know if there's anything that appeals to you on, for example, the Challenge Cup or anything like that as well. But I'll, I'll start off. Um, I think it's let's say Friday night, a quarter to ten South African time, and we got Gloucester against Toulouse. Now Gloucester, I know a team that has cost you a bit in recent weeks. I see they are slight underdogs at home at plus one and a half points and minus one and a half to lose. That's at Sunbed. I haven't uh, had a look around what else you can shop for, but what are your thoughts on this game? Yo, Brent, it's a little worrying to be in your hands. <laughs> especially, <laughs> after the, especially after the cheetah's derailment last week, man. I was so confident. And uh, I think it was a 14th or 17th minute red card. Oh. And uh, yo, it was there was a lot of tears in my house, and uh, uh, probably a half a bottle of Jameson's got consumed after that uh, red card. So I'll, I'll try my best. No, no, I was going to say just to touch on that game. I mean, I was also on the in fact, the cheaters, but fortunately, I backed the cheaters points in running after the red card at 15 and a half, I think it was. Yeah. But I also liked them, as you know, I mean, they were a part of our newsletter bet, and, and incidentally, the, the link to the newsletters at the bottom. But what was annoying was what happened after that red card. It's the Cheetahs actually played bloody well. Up until then, they'd been playing pretty poorly. Suddenly, they turned it on, and you, you, you got the feeling what this team could do. But, I mean, it was always going to be too much playing against 15 men for the duration of the game. And I think the Cheetahs actually went down to 13 men at one stage, if I recall correctly. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it was so frustrating. Like you said, Brent, I think after that red card, they actually took the lead. Um, and Fulman scored an absolute scorcher of a try. And, uh, you know, I was shouting, shouting the roof off after that. I thought, actually, they might pull this off. But uh, after the red card, I don't know who it was. Um, one of the, I think the lock was just so lazy and he walked back and kicked the ball. Oh, you know, it was so cynical. Yeah, oh, yeah that, was that was silly. And, you know, I don't know what is what the cheaters were disciplined because it's now two out of three away games have had red cards and not sort of, not sort of unlucky red cards. Like I would say, sort of, it's unfortunate that where the ref has to and the guy off late and stuff. Um, so the discipline is actually shocking. That sort of, that always says to me, there's something, an issue with the coaching when a, when a discipline is like that, it's often a, a coaching issue that the guy's discipline is not what it should be. But uh, no, I was absolutely gutted with that result. Uh, yeah. But like you say, it, it's interesting to see uh, the red card handicap. It would be actually be interesting to see how many times the red card handicap comes in because the, the bookies tend to actually over-adjust. And then I saw, I, I did put a bit, of, a bit of money on the cheaters on the red, red card handicap because it went to about plus 17 and a half. Immediately after that red card, and I uh, luckily pulled pulled sort of um, pulled even with that bets on the on the game itself. But um, yeah, in the end, the, the Exeter cost me massive bucks late on Sunday Eve. Oh, I couldn't that, believe I, I stopped watching that game. I mean, I didn't have a bet on it, and I recorded it, and I went to do something else, and I, then I saw talk about what had happened, and I actually went to watch the end. I couldn't believe that they lost the game from there. But just to comment on your red card, because I know Henrik's got that theory. I think Oracle also follows that theory quite closely. Um, Joe actually saying on the live chat that someone's a red
What struck me about that game is that the handicap didn't shift as much as I actually expected. I think the Cheetahs were already down when they got the red card by something like 12 points or something. And then the red card came and it went 17 and a half. I almost expected the bookies to go like 22 and a half. Mm. No, I, I, can't, I actually can't remember what the Cheetahs lost in the end, but I think the Cheetahs covered that plus 17 and a half quite comfortably. So I was quite, uh, I was quite happy with that, especially after that Jasper Visa, absolutely brain dead red card. I mean, it was... And you know, like I said, Brent, I don't like to give tips on the show or to anybody where, you know, people people lose their money. But, you know, how do I predict? How does anyone predict that sort of brainless uh, play by the guys, especially after they had a red card against Connacht? I thought they'd be a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more disciplined. I mean, like I said, they scored such easy tries that that pass to Foreman, where he sized through uh, Cardiff. I mean, they just played a bit more rugby like that. Uh, you know... But uh, let's move on. Let's move on to, to happier, happier things. Yeah, let's, let's go. We've got quite a lot of games to get through. Yeah. So let's start off with Gloucester games to lose. Brent, 100%. I mean, like I said, I'm, I've been very disappointed with Gloucester the last two weeks. They lost uh, two weeks ago. They've cost me big bucks. They lost two weeks ago to a very poor Leicester side uh, with missing all their guys. And I've, I had Gloucester to win there. And then last week, they lost to a second string Saracen side. Um, I, I really like to lose here. Yeah. I really, uh, to lose, have. I think 14 French internationals in this side. I think something 12, 12, I think, French internationals. They're just missing Colby, who's an absolute, we know, is an absolute superstar. Um, they've got an incredible backline. It's uh, Intermark, uh, Ramos, Huge, Gutun. Um, oh, incredible. I mean, they've got in a really, really solid pack. Um, the only thing that might give uh, Gloucester a bit of an edge tomorrow night is it might be a bit wet. Um, so that might level play a little bit. But... Uh, I've taken I've taken minus two and a half uh, to lose there. Um, French sides generally when they travel or away are absolute poo. So I never I'm never super confident on them. But to lose is going to be a bit of a different story tomorrow night. So I'm I'm quite confident. I'm not I'm not I'm not seeing much from Gloucester. Uh, I, I just there's something that's not right there. That I don't know. It's maybe they're not in their stride yet. I expected them to be better, um, especially against Leicester. They were very poor against Saracens. Uh, late try actually flattered them against Saracens, and that was a, literally a second-string Saracens side. Um, it, it just depends on the the mindset of Toulouse tomorrow night, and I expect them to actually to want to uh, win. Apparently, Johan Ackermann was saying that uh, Emile Intermark, uh, the the great French player, was at the launch of uh, the Heineken, Heineken Champions Cup. So it seems as if they're going to take quite seriously this year. So, yeah, my call is minus two and a half to lose. Excellent. Well, Shane, we'll touch on the outright betting at the end of the show and see if, if you feel there's any in, any value on, on, on that one in the outrights. Let's move on to the next game, though, and it's Bath against Ulster that's taking place on Saturday. And uh, Bath here minus 3.5. Brent, there's hella value. What I'll do, is, if I could advise anyone now, is pile in on Bath at the moment, minus two, minus three and a half. The reason being is I think the team news might shift this line quite heavily towards Bath. Um, I also have a couple of good players, Marcel Kutsias, Jacob Stockdale. They're not bad, um, but Bath potentially could get back. Francois Lowe, uh, Cockiness Signa from England, Rockin Nguni is also an international, uh, Anthony Watson, Jamie, uh, Jonathan Joseph. Um, so quite a few internationals back. And that'll make quite a big difference to their side and prop them up quite heavily. And I think at the wreck, um, it's going to be a, a different story. Uh, they're not easy to beat at home, generally, Bath. So, um, 
I think the bath of two, three weeks ago. It's a different story uh, tomorrow night, especially if you're getting guys like Anthony Watson and Joe Cock and a Signa. They they're good backline players. Look, they're a little bit light in the um, in the pack. Uh, I like uh, Charlie Eules. He's also an England international lock. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, if I to advise anyone, I'm I've taken a bit of Bath minus three and a half because I think the the line is going to shift tomorrow. Um, when the new look, um, it's a bit it's a bit of a gamble. That's uh, it's a calculated risk that Bath will bring back all the internationals, as I think most of most of the English teams will do this weekend. I think the thing about a gamble like that, uh, Brendan, I think the way you look at it is, if they bring back those teams, is you're probably right. The, the handicap's going to shift. In a worst-case scenario, if they don't bring back all of those players, they're probably not going to move the handicap. You know, so it's not like you. It's very unlikely that they're suddenly going to be. They're going to suddenly start underdogs or something. So you, you're taking a position there, and you're taking an educated position, if I can put it that way. And if things go your way, you're going to be obviously in a strong position if you've got big enough bets on. You can even trade a little bit before the game. And if things don't go your way, well, you, you're sitting there with a nine to ten bet at the end of the day. Where the handicap is, and and you know there's there's still a 50-50 chance of it arriving. So I like your I, I like your I like your strategy on that one a lot. Let's move on to the next game: the Glasgow Warriors against the Sale Sharks. Here we've also got a handicap at Sunbed of minus three and a half. That's at nineteen to twenty about the Glasgow Warriors and the Sale Sharks plus three and a half. So Brett, so I've taken I've taken both Glasgow on the board um, in some multis, and then I've taken. Um, Glasgow minus three and a half as well. Um, I I really like the, the Glasgow internationals come back. It's it's made a bit of a big difference. I mean, one can just have a look. They smashed the Kings by 50, 50 duck, and then they had a great um, great win against Zebra uh, last week. I mean, Zebra's not a great team, hundred percent, but uh, you know, these games have to be won. But um, looking at the lineup, it's a it's a strong Scottish flavour to it. Um, I like Adam Hastings. I like George Horn. Um, you know, they even got Hugh Jones on the bench. Um, Tommy Seymour, who's a British and Irish line, is at fullback. Um, I, far, I far prefer it to Sale. Um, I, I, I thought Dan Dupria had a great game last week, but I, other than that, there's nobody there that really sort of stands out for me. Um, Robert Dupria wasn't amazing. Um, no, they've got a couple of good players. I don't really rate that, uh, uh, Diamond. Uh, what his name is? I don't want to say Neil Diamonds, not Neil Diamond. Another <laughs> guy, Steve Diamonds, the coach of, of Sale. I don't really rate him too much, and I, I prefer Dave Rennie. Um, I think a lot of the South African contingents wouldn't have played at Glasgow, especially on the 4G pitch. So I think um, with all the Scottish internationals back, Matuwalu back, also for Glasgow uh, home crowd. Yeah, I like, I like those go there. Excellent. The next game we'll go on to is Leinster. They're minus 21 and a half against uh, Benetton, who perhaps have impressed me a little bit this season, Benetton, but but I don't, I don't like opposing Leinster at home. No. No, Brent. Like, as I think somebody mentioned the outrights, and we'll get to that later, but uh, I must say with with with, um, with Saris being a little bit of a doubt, there's literally only one team in the in Europe, and that's uh, and that's Leinster. The defense is incredible. Their coaching sets up, I really like the, you know, the way they're coached. Um, yeah, look, it's 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 really you're stopping short of a full Irish side. It's really tough to beat them um at home. I, you know, one must just wonder how seriously are Benetton taking this. It, you know, the, the, the what I was thinking about today was th this competition runs, runs parallel to all the local leagues. So obviously Pro 14, top 14, and 
premiership. And you always have to sort of wonder how seriously are these guys taking it. Um, I, I, I can't. In fact, minus 21 is a large handicap, but I would go minus 21 there. When Leinster get on the roll, they are incredible at home. Um, I, I love I love James Lowe. He's an incredible winger. Uh, the way they swing the ball, even in the wet, um, I wouldn't. I would never advise anyone to go on the plus there in Benetton. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take a small uh, lens to minus twenty one and a half there. I see it's actually shifted to minus twenty two today, so it's obviously a bit of money's coming on Leinster. But uh, I'd be very hesitant, even with Italian internationals playing for Benetton. I, I, I think Lens are absolutely amazing at home. So, yeah, uh, minus 21 would, would be my bet there. Yeah, bet I often like on Lens is to watch the first few minutes. They tend to wear sides down. And then I often got overs on their points at home because they are a side that once they get into their stride, it just seems like they play almost perfect rugby. So, with you on Lens there. The next game we're going to discuss is the French side, Laura Shell, up against Exeter, who let you down so badly last week at home against Bristol. Well, we've got La Rochelle here, the underdogs, plus one and a half. That's interesting. I don't know what the sh- I haven't really seen La Rochelle this season. In past seasons, I've actually been very impressed with them. But I see Exeter are the favourites. Brent, I also don't know what to make of La Rochelle. They've got a new coach, uh, Ro- not Ro- um, the, the guy who coached with um, with uh, Razor at Crusaders, the, the Irish guy. Um, he's he's not coached, not Ronan Nagara. Um, not it could be. I think it's Ronan. Could be Ronan. Could be Ronan because he was yeah, at Crusaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ronan O'Gara. He's the new head coach of La Rochelle. So, look, look. They've got a good team, eh? They've got a, good, a couple of French internationals. They've got some really, really good players. But they're not. I don't think that the, the La Rochelle of two seasons ago, where they were playing absolutely incredible rugby, swinging it around at every opportunity. Um, I, I just. It doesn't seem like they're clicking as such. They haven't had really the great results in top fourteen so far. Um, and, and Exeter, man alive, I was uh, I, threw, I threw my flipping biscuits when that uh, lost a 17-0 lead. So I actually, I will, I'll be honest with you, Brent. I have no, I have no feel on this game. Um, I, I actually, I actually, actually hate Exeter's game play. That it's boring. It's just bash him up. It's crap. And I hate Nick White. I hate that entire Exeter team. I actually don't want to talk about Exeter anymore. But uh, no, no. To be quite, to be quite frank, I actually have no feel on the game. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many games, Brendan. It's actually yeah, probably a good thing that you don't have a feel on every game. I, I, honestly, I, if I had to put, if I had to have games in my head, I'd place probably a bit of money in Exeter. But um, yeah, I just, I just the way they play is is not, uh, it's not ideal. So, uh, like I said, they they uh, they should have beaten they should have beaten uh, uh, Bristol easily, um, and then they just let it go. I don't know if it was overconfidence by Rob Baxter or. What's going on there? It was just, uh, you know, and they've got some really good players. Jack Knoll is, is, is oh, right, him is a really good uh, wing. Stuart Hogg is a great fullback to me. Um, yeah, I think they've got some really, really tidy players, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll stay out of that game. Right. Let's move on to the next game. I've got a feeling you, got, you do have a, an opinion on this one. It's Ospreys up against Munster. And I have seen a little bit of handicap movement here. I think it was around about plus nine and a half Ospreys. Uh, they've gone to plus eleven and a half at home against Munster. So Munster minus eleven and a half here, Brendan. Yeah, Brent, I'm quite surprised the handicap has, actually hasn't moved more. I've been, I, I don't know if it's because of team news or what's going on. Like I said, I, I think you picked up on some of my messages in the group in terms of Ospreys. Uh, they've literally they're not getting back a bulk of their Welsh players, who is um, George North, Alan Wynne Jones, Owen Watkins. Um, a couple of other guys are injured. I think they're literally only getting back two guys, which is Nicky Smith and Alan Davies, who's the scrum off. 
Um, other than that, they are bare bones, Mother Hubbard in a cupboard. They really got nobody to play there. Um, I think last week they even had a couple of um, uh, academy academy guys on on the bench. And to lose, to, look, I mean, you can't always say, I mean, but to lose to the Kings, oof, it doesn't. And I mean, I've been watching yeah, uh, interviews with the coach this week, this week, and he's he's obviously he's he's aware that he's under major pressure. Um, he's aware that. Uh, they're not playing as well as they are, but uh, they just they just racked by injuries. I mean, apparently they they've lost about eight frontline players. So, look, I mean, I, like I think I was listening to um, uh, Driscoll Brian Driscoll today, and he said, "Look, Champions Cup away wins are aren't easy, but in this instance, I, I really I really like my I've now piled into minus ten and a half. Um, it's a very it's going to look. I haven't seen the like we like we say Munster hasn't announced their side yet, but I'm expecting a full full. Uh, strength side, uh, Connor, Money, Connor Murray, JJ Hanrahan, um, Farrell, um, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, sorry, man, I'm getting, trying to look, getting lost of all the players, but uh, CJ Stunder, Peter Mahoney, um, Ted Byrne, uh, Nas Scannell, you know, these all, these all guys have played for Ireland in the World Cup. Uh, uh, Farrell is a centre, uh, Jason Conway, um, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, you know, I think that's a, it's, it's too strong a side. The only thing, only thing I'll worry about is a bit of lethargy by um, Munster. But I'll tell you the reason why I don't think Munster will be lethargic tomorrow. If you look at the rest of the guys in the group, okay, you've got Ospreys, Munster, Saracens, and Russing. So you need, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those fixtures where you need to take five points, and it's going to, it's going to come down to um, who is going to take five points consistently against Ospreys. Who's going to get that, you know, that vital bonus point away when, because uh, it's going to be a tough, tough group. And Munster have a really good uh, European pedigree. So I expect them to stand up, um, you know, this week and, and and hopefully actually walk away with more than 10. I actually hope by for a sort of 20-point win. Osprey's in a very bad place. And uh, a couple of, couple of the, the the tries they conceded to the Kings were actually abysmal. So actually, minus 10 and a half, I'm, I'm, this is my strongest player of the weekend. Right, well, we'll definitely come back up and sum up the best bets, but I can hear you very bullish on Munster there. Connacht, this looks like a close game according to the bookmakers. Connacht plus one and a half against Montpellier. I'm no doubt a number of South Africans in the Montpellier side. Yeah, Brett, as I said, this is another one I'm not, uh, I will, I'll be quite honest, I'm not too sure of. Um, I, I, I see that Montpellier are probably training the first team I saw in uh, Nadolo, that the Monster Virgin is, is in training, so he should be playing. Um, it all depends on what kind of weather it is in Galway. If it's really, really miserable weather, I'd actually back Connacht to win there. Um, I just I think they'll probably have a bit more mongrel in them to win at home versus Montpellier. Um, but it is. It's a pretty much a Safa-laden side when all when all the guys come back with uh, France Stain. Uh, I think Serfontaine is there. Um, Immelman. Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, the Duplessis brothers, etc. But uh, I, I won't, I won't be putting a bet on this game. But uh, if I had to put any money, I'd probably go con uh, Connacht. But I'd obviously just check the weather. If it's raining, I'd probably load Connacht. I don't, I can't see Montpellier uh, winning it's an arm wrestle in the in the mud in Ireland. Right on to the next game, the penultimate Champions Cup game, and it's also a Sunday kickoff. It's Northampton Saints up against Lyon. And here we got the Saints minus seven and a half points against uh, Lyon. Before we get there, sorry, there's one game. There's another game on Saturday, um, which is actually my second best fancy, is uh, 
uh, um, Clermont Verne versus Harlequins. Is that in the? Um, oh, for some reason, there's no betting up here. Okay, carry carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, okay, so that's. I, yeah, they might have taken the betting down. I've, I've also taken a big bet on Clermont minus thirteen and a half. Um, yeah, once again, that's probably apart from Toulouse, probably one of my favourite sides. Um, playing at the side, Marcel Michelon, they are incredible side. Um, if you look at that backline, it's Morgan Para, um, Lopez, who's the French international fly half, uh, Raka. Um, I don't know if Fofana is back, but it should probably be George Mawala. Um, on the other wing, it's, it's Pino. He's incredible. Um, and then they've got that English uh, fullback. Uh, Yato from Fiji is there. Fritz Lee should be back. Uh, Slimani is there. Um, they've got two international props against Harlequins. I really rate this uh, uh, Clermont side. And I think they should do the business. In the semi-final of the Challenge Cup last year, they were 32-8 until they let it slide a little bit. So they, they were absolutely dominating Harlequins. Um, I think the only guys that the Harlequins are getting back is uh, Carl Sinclair and uh, Joe Marler. Um, other than that, they're not really getting anybody else in. And uh, I don't really rate that side. It's a, it's a little bit of a hodgepodge uh, journeyman side. So I definitely rate minus 13 and a half is a, is a good way to go. Right, minus 13 and a half on Clermont there. And that brings us then to the um, match between the Saints and Lyon. I know there's been a bit of discussion on the Good for the Game forum about this one. Uh, Brady, I think one of our French-based uh, posters uh, reckons Lyon have been playing some pretty good rugby. And I can't remember who it was, but someone else coming out and saying, not a chance the Saints should put them away minus seven and a half. Yeah, Brent, I saw that banter on the on the um on the group and I you know I don't want to cross Brady. He's, he knows his French rugby far better than I do. Um and he is hundred percent correct. Leon have been playing absolutely scorching rugby. Um but it's funny that Bustero, who was the eighth man, uh, he's now gone to Barbarians and he'll soon after the Barbarians game, he'll then uh, leave to I think the US uh, for his career there. Um I I'll probably just take a small punt on Northampton for the pure reason of I just don't enjoy French teams other than, like I said, I mean, Toulouse is probably one of the best teams in Europe and I'm, and I'm confident, but I'm, you know, I'm not, I won't put the, the you're nervous because You're nervous because they're on the road. Cause, cause as you, they the thing is with French teams on the road, if they, if they start badly, they just give up hope. I mean, I remember once, you know, I was, I'm a, I was a spread better back in the day and I had a, a spread bet on kicking meters. It was also on one of the, I can't remember it was Toulouse, I think as well. And they had the one English player used to play for them and kick for them. I, I, his name escapes me now. But anyway, I bought their kicking meters in this game. And they were away from home against an English side. And I thought it's going to be a penalty fest. And I bought their kicking meters of whatever it was. And this guy, he missed, I think, two penalties. And that was it. And they didn't score a point in the entire game. I think they were absolutely zeroed. I mean, my whole spread betting account was flattened. So I'm very, as much as I love French rugby, I'm very wary when it comes to backing French teams. No, absolutely, Branson. That's why I'm, uh, I, I, if I go, I go smalls yeah, Northampton. Like, like you say, it's the French are away. What I, what I can't understand, and I will actually tell you this, I can't understand. Um, if you watch top fourteen, like to lose will lose away to Breve or Bayonne or Agen, who are like who will probably be sitting bottom, and I'll get thumped away from home. And the one day I was actually just before the World Cup, I was playing in a golf, the Blue Bulls golf day. And I managed to corner Dwayne from Yellen. And I tried to sort of get out of him because he played for Toulon for a bit. And I tried to get out of him. Why do the French teams, are, why are they so rubbish away from home? And he sort of, he sort of shirked and really gave me an answer. But I'd love to understand the mentality. Why, do you, why How can a top, the top team lose to the bottom team 
it, it just it shouldn't happen. I mean, it's it's like I mean, it's like the Crusaders losing away to the Kings. I mean, it's just it should not happen in rugby. But um, that's why I, I just yeah I, I won't I won't back Leon away. They've been playing as as Brady says, he's, they've been playing incredible rugby. And I mean, even on Saturday, I can't remember Saturday, yeah, Sunday actually. I backed them on the handicap. I can't remember who they played, and they came in. They won forty five ten. They absolutely smoked the guys. But uh, the, away from home, it's a, diff, a completely different kettle of fish, especially in the rain in English conditions. I don't know. Excellent. Well, there's my comment there. Uh, you were telling me that they've appointed a good defence coach, and I'm saying France for the 2023 Rugby World Cup. We'll leave that one for now. And let's move on to the last game in terms of the Champions Cup. Or it's the last game that's on the betting list here. And it's Russing 92 against Saracens. And as you say, a very tough group this in with Munster as well. And here we've got Russing minus six and a half points. Has there been any line movement in this game this week? The six and a half points. I thought I saw it actually starts at three and a half. So there's obviously been a bit of movement there. Um, I think I see that the, actually the betting's been frozen most of the week, and I think that's because um, the bookies haven't really know, haven't really known what side Saracens are going to play, and I think that's the I, th I think that's the sort of thing there. I don't. I, I'll be I'll, I'll be quite frank. Look, I mean this. Um, Russell don't have a bad side. They've got uh, Finn Russell. Bakatawa in that center, Bryce Dulan. Uh, I like Teddy Tomaz, one of their wings. Um, they've got a couple of good players in the forwards, but they've also got some real old bullies. Uh, uh, Anthony Clarkson, that eighth man, I've never enjoyed him. It's, it's, oh, uh, oh, it's, I don't know. I, I would probably stay away from that. You can only lose money on that game, specifically because there's no, there's no player cap for Champions Cup. So technically, if Saracens wanted to play the full team, they could. So you know you don't know if he's pulling a Trojan a Trojan horse there and um, and maybe uh, sucking sucking him in and playing a full full English side against uh, against uh, Rusting. I don't know. I actually I would even back uh, Saracens second side to maybe even give this Rusting side a go. I'm not I'm not mass, I'm not ma massive on uh, on uh, Rusting. I just, yeah, I'm not, not a big fan of them. I don't like that stadium they play in. They played in this like closed. I don't know if you've seen the Rusting stadium. They're playing like this closed arena. It's not. Uh, it's, it's a bit weird. It's a bit uh, novelty for me. But um, no, I'll, I'll be staying away from that game. Dep obviously, depending on the um, on the on the team news, if uh, if Saracens rest all their guys, yeah, then I think uh, you know the guys that took minus three and a half early in the week probably sitting in the pound seats. Uh, but but even if the team news comes in, I'll probably stay away from that game completely. Excellent. Welcome to Oracle in the live chat. He's pointing out that he never claimed credit for the Polo bet. And yeah, I'm just pulling your leg up at the Oracle, I know. But but as far as I'm concerned, I gave you credit because you did highlight the 15 to 10 as great value. And that was just before the third place playoff and, and the final in the Rugby World Cup. So I was very grateful for that one. Uh, Brendan, that brings us then to the end of the uh, Champions Cup. So I think you said uh, Munster was going to be your best bet. Is that your strongest on the card? Yeah, uh, Brent, definitely Munster is my, my best bets. And I really like, like I said, Clement. Um, they're a team that loves to run the ball. And specifically, almost like a Leinster, when they get on top, they actually accelerates. Also like the Crusaders, when they actually, they're small blood, they're actually, the old Crusaders, when they're small blood, they actually don't take the foot off normally and they, and they accelerate. The one, the one like I said, the, the odds haven't come out for um, the Challenge Cup. The one, the one game that I'll be looking out for is uh, Leicester. Versus uh, Powell, uh, the French team. Um, I fully expect um, so Leicester have basically been missing. I actually saw today they actually been missing a ton of players. So 
if they put back all their guys, and I saw the the pictures from training today, I expect them to put back all their players. So they'll have back Ellis Genge, Dan Coles, um, Ben Youngs, George Ford, um, uh, 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 Manu Tulangi, Johnny May, um, and I think one or two other guys. And that's going to be a prop. And I think they'll play their full strength side because they're sitting at the bottom of the premiership. But I think they'll actually use this game to actually get momentum rather than actually rest their players. They actually not start need to, they need to start getting a bit of cohesion um, to going forward in the premiership. So I actually expect a really incredibly strong Leicester side uh, versus a power side who who probably you couldn't really give much you know for this game. They're sitting sort of mid to bottom table in the French league, and uh, I actually expect them to get a bit of a pounding. Right. Uh, I see there are limited uh, odds out on Friday night's game, but anything else jump out for you then on the weekend on the Challenge Cup? Uh, anything no, you're looking out for the Leicester game? Yeah, I think I think the Leicester game will pretty much be my own my main focus. Like I said, the only thing that I worry you know I worry with the Challenge Cup is this generally, and I made this comment in the group. Generally, the Challenge Cup is made of the sort of lower tier guys, and it's the lower tier guys that can least afford to be playing these games. Um, they just don't have the the squad strength and the squad depth to be able to sort of play one one team for Challenge Cup and then be able to sort of rest some players or vice versa. So yeah, that's the game. And then uh, the other game that I want, I'm looking forward to is the I see a couple of guys may mention. Looking forward to the Barbarians game. Um, I see Southpaw mention on the group that it's a, apparently it's a very weak uh, Fijian side. I haven't seen I haven't seen the Fijian lineup yet. But I can imagine it's quite weak because I, I have seen all the Fijians are actually back with their clubs. So um, actually what I'm looking forward to that handicap, if it's anything less than 20, we'll pile on the, the Barbarians and, uh, and, it's, and, and obviously overs. I'm actually looking forward to that. So I think that's pretty much the only rugby that they're showing. It's a bit disappointing from Supersport that um, I think there's only about four or five games they're showing this weekend. Um, I see they're showing like Zambian second league football as opposed to <laughs> Championship. So, uh, it drives me mad. Now I'm with you. Look, this weekend I'm playing in uh, GG Gaming. I'm sponsoring me into the poker there at Emperor's. So do follow me on Twitter and that I'll be giving updates on that. So I'm hoping to go deep in the poker, in which case I won't be watching much rugby. Are you but, playing with uh, Gary? Yeah, well, Gary Gary runs uh, – he's with Shuffle Up Poker, so he, he runs the tournament. So he's actually sponsoring me into the one of the – it's one of the WPT, the first event that starts tomorrow night at 6. So they're sponsoring me uh, the buy-in that's five and a half grand and a, a rebar of four and a half. And um, we had a bit of a competition on the GG Gaming Show about where I'm going to finish. And so there's, a, <laughs> there's some prizes up there for the guys. But I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not a great poker player, but G Gary's going to be coaching me. And <laughs> let's, hope I, let's hope I come up with something there. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be good. But as far as the rugby goes, yeah, as you say, a little bit disappointed in the coverage. Also, if I, if I do get the opportunity, we'll watch that Barbars game. I always enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some some points in that one. Brendan, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks very much for your input on the European rugby. And uh, thanks also to all the guys in the live chat. It's been great having your contributions. Granny's pension is still intact, as Shane says there. The Oracle's had a, had a good one. And uh, no doubt the Oracle will, will have listened to some of what you've got to say. I know he has his own opinions as well on Europe. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what he says. What is, I just want to see what Shane is uh, – what, what odds am I to win the poker tournament? Shane <laughs> – Let's think about it. Let me think of a, a relative thing. <laughs> what odds were Uruguay to win the Rugby World Cup? I would say I would say you're looking at <laughs> – frankly, I would say you're looking at similar odds. Um, I, I love my poker, 
but I'm, I'm I'm a real gambler when it comes to that. And Gary's already told me to be conservative until the dinner break, and that that's the hardest thing for me is to be conservative. Where's the competition at at Emperor's? Emperor's, yes. Okay, lekker, lekker. Okay, no, if you're in the area, anybody in Joburg in the area at Emperor's, pop in, pop in for a beer. Come, come and support we'll, we'll me on the boat. So great. I, the competition starts at six. So if you want to support me, I'd, I'd say get there by half past six tomorrow night. <laughs> but I think I'll be taking uh, taking Gary's advice. Hey, but Brendan, thanks very much, man. Look forward no, okay. to. I'll definitely be following some of your bets. We'll we'll put your best bet uh, on on the newsletter as well because I don't think any of us have got anything anything else there. And let's see if the conductor could bring it home. Let's let's hope for a better week than last week. Like I said, I mean. Uh, from Gloucester to Cheetahs, it was uh, it was an absolute uh, slaughter. But uh, no, I think I think this week we should have a, a far better week and uh, no no more derailment. Uh, it's going to be back on the rails. Excellent. I just see final word for Oracle on the poker. He's predicted I come and had one fifty plus, which was the lowest possible thing you could predict. And he says, "What does he say?" Yeah, he says it's actually a compliment to me. <laughs> and I think, Oracle, you may well be right. Guys, thanks very much for joining us in the live chat. Uh, thanks to Brendan as well. And, yeah, yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, next week, we'll keep the show going into December. As long as there's some rugby to talk about, we'll we'll make sure we have a guest on to chat about it. And always good to get Brendan's opinions on European rugby. If you haven't subscribed yet, do go down below and do so. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>